Welcome to the Two Point Culture. I'm your host, Zach. What it do, baby? It's your boy, Chase. Ayo. And we're going to get right into it because Kendrick Lamar dropped a new album. Oh, yes. And we need to review it. We need to dissect it. We need to basically overanalyze it and say that it's probably going to be album of the year. Facts or no facts? Uh, right now, I'm going big facts. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've cut this album off. And the only thing I've stopped it for is to get in my 70s funk playlist. So, Okay, I got one thing, though, for you. Before we dive into any of this, there was a hot take that's been floating around on the internet. And okay. I want to know if you know. Album of the year, yes. But could it be album of the year and Kendrick Lamar's worst album? Ooh, that's a, it's a doozy of a question. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be honest about what I think of Kendrick's discography. I think his best album is actually Good Kid, Mad City. I agree with you. But I didn't like, and this is no disrespect, it's not in my, in mm. my cue and my value. I wasn't a fan of To Pimp a Butterfly. Okay, that's so, fine. So, so to me, it is not his worst album. I have Mad City as one. I have Damn as two damn as two yeah i could probably flip-flop between the two of them i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna slip this one in at number three if yeah i have to put this at number three it's it's a phenomenal album i think he lost me a little bit on the spoken word just because i couldn't there was a lot to dissect with that Mm, but this whole album as art is amazing I was a fan of the Heart Park Five. I know there's been some reviews about that saying, hey, if if this wasn't subjective, so say like Logic or Game rap that song, would it be a good song? Yeah. So I get the argument. I just, I it stood out to me, uh, Nipsey and Kobe, and that obviously, rest in peace, that, that um, I wasn't ready to see that face change. Yeah, for sure. Section 82, I... Not That's a, a hard fan. ass album. See, I wasn't a huge fan of Section 80. Oh, really? Yeah. High Power didn't do it for you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> now you throw it out there. You weren't you weren't there for the Reagan era? Uh, no. I I mean I understand it, but I get where it, it places when you look at the arc of how he became an yes. artist or where he's at as an artist, I should say. But I'd probably put to pimple butterfly just above it okay. to be honest fair yeah. enough yeah okay so mr morale and the big steppers favorite song on the album go i'm going to have to go with count me out that, yeah. that was i i haven't really turned it off <laughs> count me out's number one i got fa- uh, i got father time see that's number two but like like you were treating damn and good yeah kid, yeah i can yeah you flip, can, flip, I can flip them i can flip them i can flip yeah them. um purple let's, hearts. See if we, let's see if we agree on number three purple hearts though is my number two purple hearts is your number two okay yeah i, I don't know what it is about this. i think it's actually the 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 placement of the song in the yeah. album to me it brings the whole like disc one and disc two together in a sense it sets you up it's, it's a night nice, yeah it's it's, it's it's nice transition exactly yeah but, but like What's her name on the album there? Summer Walker. Summer Walker. Yeah, her vocals kill it on yeah. that one. Yeah. So I, I got her for that one. I had and Count Me Out was actually my third. So fair enough. 
Yeah. My my third actually, uh, Silent Hill. I'm, I'm going with the Kodak track. That it was different. It was different to hear Co- um, Kendrick in a, that pocket, mm-hmm. and it was a different like. It just kind of shows what Kodak's influences throughout hip hop today, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's all over the skits. So, yeah, no, I'm going with uh, Silent Hill, uh, which out of the deeper tracks, which was the one that got you the most. In wait, hold on, but in what sense though? I'll, I'll tell you mine, and then you can piggyback okay. back on. Yeah, Mother Eye Sober. Mm. I think, you know how he wrapped up Duckworth with Dan? Or Dan with Duckworth, I should say. Mother Eye Sober is probably one of the craziest storytelling songs I've ever heard in my life. Mm, Yeah. Especially on that third verse. Yeah, I actually do see where you're coming from on that one there. That one was pretty hard. Yeah, he's a a wordsmith, eh? Very, very talented. (laughs) Very talented. Let's call it for what it is. He is an alien. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, there was a couple that I won't, I don't know if I would say like it like hit me. It's more to do with this, like the way he portrayed it and the way that I think it all came to be. I mean, obviously uh, anti-diaries was definitely another one. I think that's probably the most progressive rap song I've ever heard, to be honest. Well, to couple it with that, you have to remember because like he brought back Demetrius, which he was talking about in Good Kid, mm-hmm. Mad City. And yeah, then- exactly. Yeah, just just the art to storytell and to talk about shit like that, man. I I don't under like that's a different brain. But I also like how he tied it in to the incident. Yeah, that he had. I, I as agree. Well. I agree. I agree. And like, kind of what what he said at the end of the end was very true. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw that word around, you you that white girl yeah, should yeah, should have yeah. been able to say the end word then. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> why did we make um, Bud Light Becky a thing on social media <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but there's one person though on this album that I had no clue who they were because I'm going to try to be as ambiguous as possible here Okay. and I just want to if I could I would stand up right now and give them applaud give them not only an applaud the flowers because I actually think this person outperformed Kendrick on this song yes drum roll <laughs> yeah taylor page where the hell did this yeah come from? hold on <laughs> hold on a second yeah i know it's not everybody's taste but i'm a huge like i love the old school to- uh, storytelling rap especially when it's a, from a narrative point of view especially when it's like two points of view for example guilty conscious i love yeah. that song yeah. eminem and, and dr, dr. Ray going back and forth I love like just verses like that. I find when you can bring real life situations and arguments through the, uh, through different verses and everything, and you can actually like collaborate and put that into a song. I, that's like fantastic. And you know, we cry together. That was just, yeah. Yeah. Like the emotion that that girl showed, I was just like, Holy shit. I was like, to me, she really did outshine him in that one. And like, I can understand oh, like, God, we're in here. <laughs> yeah. I will say that. Like I was talking to one of my buddies and it's just not his like cup of tea so i can kind of see why for some people it's an uh, it's more of an annoying song on the album or like a throwaway but for me I, I enjoyed it i don't know about you but or what was your thoughts on it 
I wouldn't compare it to guilty conscience because, well, listen, I have a um, gripe. Yeah, I, I'm I not a, saying I, it's guilty no, 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 conscience. No, no, I know, I know. I have, yeah. a gripe, I have a gripe with guilty conscience. Okay. I'll, I'll get into that after. Yeah. Because, yes, it takes two hours to perform like that, but when one of them's writing, it's different. True. That's that's true, too. Yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. But there's, there's multiple songs like that. that I think that song took a lot of perspective to do from both sides and to hear a couple fight like that. <laughs> Very relatable. Very I'm relatable. Sh- very you, relatable. Either it was you personally or you, somebody you may know. Like there's you witnessed that, a, fight. You yeah, witnessed yeah. that fight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I thought it was very, very well done artistically. The presentation yeah. of it, the beat. And again, as we've discussed, the way Kendrick placed it into the album, just to make it ride, yeah, right into Purple Hearts. Yeah, I, I think that's a very beautiful way to transition it. I I can't say enough about this, man. This is this is a different talent, and I, I know I knocked the spoken word shit, but like mm-hmm. even that is a different talent. Yeah, that's 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 my thoughts on it. Really, yeah. it's, it's like I just I, I appreciate that song for what it is. So overall, if you have to give it a, I don't know, a rating out of five, so let's call it five stars. What would you give the album? At least a. Three and a half to four. All right, there's there's some there's some skips in there for me. That's why. Okay, I'm at a four, for me personally. I'm like to be honest. That's it takes a lot for me to say that's a five. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you when you start the album songs basically two one I didn't mind United in grief one two you get to four five seven through nine to one again like. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's a run and that's something that's why i can easily comfortably give it a four i think the amount of skips and once again relating to the spoken word was a little bit much for was a little bit hard for my ears to adjust to so yeah a solid four all right here's my next question for you then do you think this album's going to age age well yes yeah like you think it, yeah so you think this, it, it, this... i think it'll age well i just don't because of how Kendrick's albums go, I don't know what the replay value on most of it mm, will be. Got you. Got you. I don't know if this is his decision or or not, but I don't find that it was, you know, one song that he specifically put out and pushed to like hype up that album, right? No, he just but like he has he has done that before, right? Like he put humble out before um damn yeah dropped and stuff like that so uh, that that was a little bit different for me i was like okay like was there a reason does he well i think he just want to look at it as like a body of art not just one specific song i think it's more so that yeah because if you look at because you know usually on like well you you're spotify i'm on apple music they highlight the songs that are most likely to be the singles or the standouts Mm -hmm. and those are probably the ones that you're going to be able to expect the videos for the way i always look at it like like usually the one that's gets listened to the most would be through Spotify. It's through like the hip hop central. Yeah. Like folder. And it was, um, N95. That was, yeah. I think that's the first one that popped up, but like, that beat is so fucking, I agree. But personally, like, I don't think N95 should be your sing- the single on that, I, that, I album, agree. I on agree. that album. Anyway, that, that's, that's why listen. Yeah. And <clears throat> for, for the listeners are, are, associate of patriots inside of plug <laughs> he um he's not a big kevin lamar fan just based on his voice really yeah and as soon as count me out came on he was like 
this is an emotional roller coaster of a song. <laughs> That's it. So, well, hats off to Kendrick because congrats, Kendrick. He finally dropped that album, and even more importantly, now he's out of that yeah. contract. PG so Lime. I'm I'm very very interested to see what his next move is. Who oh. knows? Do you think there's maybe another quick turnaround for another album? No, I think we're going to wait. Like <clears throat> we waited five years for this. We're waiting at least another seven before he comes back. I don't um, think so. And remember, because now he might be changing his a- alias too. He may not be Kendrick Lamar. He might be Oklahoma. Yeah, but I think he's going to, I think he's going to do two alias. Like, I think he's going to switch it up. I think depending on what his project is or what he wants to hear, like what type of sound he's going for, I think he might switch it up there. Um, there's a deluxe. Mm, uh, that you could be on to double disc deluxe I, I, yeah I, actually i heard this take and i want to see if you agree with it too do you agree with because it was mr morale which was cd1 and the big yeah. stepper season two doesn't it seem like they should be the other way around yeah. oh you did catch me there that's a very good <laughs> that's a very good question because i i can see where he came from because mm-hmm. i found like i think big stepper i don't know if this is essentially what he's going for, but it felt like all the hurdles he had to go through. It was like, he was kind of just like stepping over. Yeah. He was pulling the old Iverson, just like. <laughs> and, and if we needed evidence of that, that all became clear on the, just the interlude of savior. Right. Exactly. Like to be honest, maybe it had to do with a little bit of like where a, where he is in his life and B where he is with the rec with the uh, record label in the sense of like, all right, cool. Like we've done our stuff. It's the big step for time. Like it's time for me to take the next step. Like, thanks for what you guys have done, but I need to transition, get over this and, and keep moving forward. But I also do see where you're coming from. If you, to, to switch, it would make sense because you could also make an argument that this too is for more morale. It's just like, well, well, you started with count me out. <laughs> right. And it's like, it kind of, no, that like, it also kind of shows you where he's come from. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. like what's in what's in his DNA. Yeah. See what no you did there. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> do you? What did you think of that? I thought I thought it was a unique way to do it, and I I, I would probably keep it the same way because I agree with that original take that you gave mm-hmm. for those exact reasons. So there's no real need for me to paraphrase and go back over this. Yeah. But I I do agree with the fact that I like. Uniting grief is something different. So when you're starting with that from a morale standpoint, you're like, okay, we're, we're going here with um, regression, the, the talk of the masks, the everything, that just the breakdown. Even, I believe that was the same song that he called out Kyrie in. Yeah. So uniting grief, I get you're bringing everybody together, but you're either describing the morale of the world or you're trying to boost everybody up. Yeah, I got another one for you. What did you think about the shot on Kanye and, and Drake there? I didn't think it was a shot. You don't I think, think so? I, I think that's just Kendrick saying, listen, I didn't dead some shit that I should have deaded before. And now I have to, I'm not as mature as I thought I was watching them have to deal with what they've come through. Mm. I, don't, I really don't think it's a dig. I don't know. And if it was I, a dig... There's only one artist I think that that really addresses to, but even I could be wrong because they allegedly squashed it between him and Sean. I was thinking maybe he just didn't like the way it was handled. Ah, 
it's tough. It's hard it's to tough. call because he's allegedly, but like until I see him and well, and that sucks because like that means like, well, I'm not going to believe you until you actually put up the work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I don't know who. If that was a dig at somebody, I don't know who it's at because Kendrick doesn't really hide who he's beefing with. <laughs> That's true too. That is true. All right, let's move off of the Kendrick album. I think we need to. We don't need to go into in depth or anything like that, but. Jack Harlow, a couple of weeks ago, also dropped an album. I think we should give him his flowers. It was a solid album. I don't, I'm not going to say it was a great album. I don't know if it'll be memorable, but well, it's definitely something that's going to be cemented into his legacy. I think it, it's a good sure. starting block. We'll say that. For sure. I love passive-aggressive Drake. I'll just say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drake still goes let's, hard. Let's let's let, we we don't have to stay on this. Um, passive Drake, aggressive Drake might have been the best feature on the album. Definitely, I'm curious to see where this goes though with him. I I think that he could build off of that album in terms Absolutely. of like the way he tours as well, just the way he markets himself. Big things for that kid in the future for sure. Good good album to cruise around to, or just kick it at home. Very true, very true. I I think that's a great album to just put on in your car if you're going for like a 40 minute drive just just let it play don't you're with your girl if you're with your girl don't vibe too hard to side piece (laughs) that's the one you put the skip on (laughs) she started looking at you like am i the fucking side piece (laughs) (laughs) oh all right enough of music let's get into sports we got some stuff that we need to discuss NBA right now is hot and heavy. Draft lottery has come and gone. And surprisingly <laughs> enough, OKC does not have the first overall pick. <laughs> they have enough picks. <laughs> That's why. They have 17 first round picks in the next five years. That Paul George trade was something. And they can gear up to get somebody if they so choose at free will. They can buy everybody if they need they, to. They could. <laughs> they should just go super deep on them. But like, I don't. I'm curious to see what Sam Presti's like vision is on this. There's that, and then you have to wonder about. Well, let's talk about number one over there, the Orlando Magic. Yes. Congrats to the Magic. Yes. I. You want to hear the worst part? Go this ahead. Is- this is probably the year that you do not want the first overall pick because you've got three, albeit very good young prospects that who knows what they could be. There is no, and I can't stress this enough, there is no number one. No, no clear. Standalone NBA franchise generational talent. Yeah, it's it's not that at all. If, if you want to add to that, I saw today that, Already, the Rockets are open to trading out of the third place pick. No, I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) What are they going to do? Yeah, no, congrats to everybody there. The top 15 was interesting. There's a couple of things that I just want to quickly highlight, though. Uh, With the Magic getting the first overall pick, I believe they're probably going to go Jabari Smith on this one from Auburn. But if they do decide to go with one of the or two of the big men in Chet Holmgren or um, uh, Pablo Banchero, yeah, 
I would say that most likely or not, Mo Bamba is probably going to be on the move. I, I agree with that. I think it's about time. He definitely go hard. <laughs> Mo <laughs> Bamba. Oh, Gotta go home. <laughs> I, I really do think that. I think it's going to be Chet that's going in there, number one. But that guy needs to eat a steak or something. <laughs> like, beef up, man. Like, Jesus, he makes, you know, he makes Brandon Ingram look thick. Like, that's bad. Why is he the size of my chops, my chapstick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doesn't like, even make sense, man. And he played at Gonzaga. Stay away, guys. Just stay away. All the red flags you need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, like I said, congratulations to Orlando. Hopefully they make the right selection and they can build a recognizable, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm going to tread lightly here, but a actual. You're about to curse them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I do hope that they turn it around, but at the same time too, it's just like, let's make some good decisions here. Like, let's, let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, let, let's not screw up. <laughs> what do you think they do with Markel? Oh God. You know what? Like how do you, cause like when he plays, he has looked like pretty effective, but but when once he again, plays. <laughs> exactly like any other 76 air draft pick. Oh, that's right. I just went there. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't done anything but speak facts yet. And clearly all of the Sixers choices have worked out for the best. For them. <laughs> James Harden says what? <laughs> Uh, how yeah. much, okay, no, no. My real question is how long till Tyrese Maxey fights James Harden? <laughs> Tyrese okay. is going to want out of there or? Real talk. After that press conference, do you think if Bede has to be dealt? Because I know, I know the team that. They can't. I know the team that would take him. They can't. I, like okay, wait. Let me let me backtrack here. I know the team that he'd want to go to. Okay, now now I'm intrigued. Like Miami would be the spot. He loves Jimmy Butler. Like he said it. He's like like giving up. I know it was, it was love. It was all love between them at the end of that series. Every game they were, they were dapping each other up. Like they bring the best out of each other. Yeah. What a bam for Embiid. Well, obviously it'd be bam plus, right? Yeah. But what a bam plus for Embiid. I wonder. I wonder if that would get it done. Like, I wonder if if he wants out. Like, would that be the package to get him over there? I would imagine. I don't, that I don't know. Hero going the other way too. That's be that's, and, that's that's what it would have to be. If you're Philly, you got to think about that. Oh man, they're they're gonna lose so much. <laughs> they would lose so much out of this. I once again, a lot is gonna be dictated by getting the James Harden deal done. And let's go there then. Since you brought it up, do you give him a supermax? I'm no, <laughs> no, I don't either. No, I, I know the name is warranted at it, but like, no, it's not a, it's not and, working. And and I said this before to somebody. I was like, yeah, James Harden is a great player in a system where he has to be the guy. Yeah, the but is like the contenders have their guys and he doesn't play well with others. And it becomes evident as you go deeper through the year. And not only that too, like you just watch him play, like his shot, his shot selection is 
has just not been good. Like he, it's not apparent right now. Stephen A. Smith said, "I want to call. I want him investigated for shaving points." <laughs> <laughs> oh, get him, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Stephen just mad because he lost some <laughs> some money on one of those fan duel sets or something. One hundred percent. Yeah, back to Harden though. Like I wouldn't give him the supermax at all, but then it's like does he want to play for you? And now you have to find a new coach. Cause like doc's not going to be back. There's no he's chance. Gonna be, he's going to be back. You think he's back? I think he's back. I don't think he moves off. I don't know, man. Cause it, and I, and listen, I'm saying this as somebody who has ripped on doc on this pod personally, like for doc's career or for his sake, get far away from that team. A hundred percent. One. Cause it's going to be evident that, well, it's already evident that Doc isn't shy with his words, especially when things aren't going well. And, you know, Ben, now James, <laughs> he's going to spark tension because he wants the talent that he needs around him to thrive, especially at that position that he used to play. I find when Doc is the most effective, it's when he has a roster that isn't necessarily surrounded by one guy who, who does everything. Or tries to do everything, I should say. Right. And, like, I thought the way he handled Embiid while, like, the whole Ben Simmons situation was going down, like, he, he was maximizing that roster. They looked like a, a lot more of a deadly team without Harden than when they did with Harden. I, I agree. And which is fucked up to say because they did all that with Ben Simmons on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Not sure where that is, where that's going. But if I'm Philly right now, or, sorry, if I'm a Philly fan, Boy, oh boy, I think you might be in for a rough ride in the next couple of years because it's scary times. I don't I just don't know how they truly find a fix to this situation. And we all know what's we saw how it goes. We saw Shaq had to get out of LA. (laughs) Sorry to to rehash old memories. (laughs) I feel like they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NBA. We going there? I can't get out of the second round. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's. I'm sorry, it, I'm dying. Over it's there. bad. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's bad. Um, oh god. But yeah, I, I don't know. For me personally, just like they they got to do something, and I mean, this is coming from a guy who also will, will say this. Like, I, I love Kyrie. But there's another guy I would not give a Supermax to right now. It pains me to say this. I think he's a really good player, but I can't commit my future in a player that I don't know where his headspace is. I just don't know where he's at. That's all. I know where. Well, listen, Kyrie is kind of evident with where he's at. Basketball is second to life. Not to say that he doesn't take this seriously at all. No. I want to make sure I clear that up because Kyrie Irving does take basketball very, very seriously. Absolutely. You only show up to put the clamps on James Harden in practice and then told them he was washed. But, <laughs> but, but no, the, the world matters to Kyrie much more than basketball, I think. that, they, And that's okay. It's fine. But the problem is, it's like, okay. if, I'm, if I'm an owner or if I'm a GM and I'm giving that much money to somebody, I need to make sure that your head's actually in the game and not, you know, and, and unfortunately somewhere else. The pro- Well, the other problem is, now we're going to see what happens in the Ben Simmons drama. And does that blow them up? 
Well, I'm just going to make a hot take right now. I don't even think Ben Simmons plays for them. Okay. I can see that. I think they're pissed. This trade did not go the way that both teams expected. 100%. I think it's going to blow up in both. They Sorry, it blew up already in both of these teams' faces. I think Ben Simmons is going to be moved. I think they're going to try to get as many assets or whatever they can get for him. They're probably going to sit down with Ben and be like, all right, where do you want to go? Because like this can't keep up. Yeah. Like here's your three teams. Give me three teams or four teams. um, And we'll get you there because as far as I'm concerned, he needs to go play in like OKC or something. And that's a, that's a hell of a contract move too. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be OKC. It's the only one that makes, Oh, maybe they get a pick and try. Ooh. Ooh. See that that I like that I like because I think Shy would work so well with Kyrie. I I do too. Why aren't we GMs? Because <laughs> because because it just we make too much sense, Zach. Let's be honest, we wouldn't handle the cap very well. No, no. give him a hundred mil <laughs> this What's, year. Why do we have so much dead cap space? <laughs> Whoops. Player coach from now on, Steve, you're out there. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move off of that talk. Let's go right to the predictions in the Eastern versus, well, sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals. Chase, your flowers. Congratulations on beating the Bucks. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Seize up. Uh, unfortunately, this they seized up against the Heat <laughs> in Game <you>. One. <laughs> what happened? Jimmy buckets happened. They, I mean, the seas were up going into the second half. And then a 22 to two run happened and there was no looking back. So Jimmy Butler, 41 points, nine boards, five assists. I believe that's the stat line. And, you know, I still believe in the Celtics. I think that this could be a seven game series, but I also really, really think the impact of Al Horford not being out there by safety protocol changes the game plan and only being announced late. Marcus Smart will be back after dealing with that foot sprain. And I think that they, that defense wraps up with both of those and their shooting efficiency, pardon me, goes up even more with Horford. I, I knew you were going to go there. I'm, I hate to be that guy, but oh, like no. <laughs> the Heat were also missing Kyle Lowry. Yeah, but they've been missing Kyle. <laughs> it's Kyle's, Kyle's still pretty clutch, though, when it comes back. I do agree, though, that, you know, the Horford and Smart, I mean, that's... That's a lot big, to make up for. Nah, it's two big pieces, like, that that's they, I, they would have needed Jalen Brown game two. Yeah. Against against yeah, the Bucs. And and he's in a tough matchup right now. Yeah. Uh positionally. Uh they have well, they have him. They have Butler switching on and off with him yeah. and, and Tatum, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question for you off of this. Who's gonna because I saw Pat Bev's uh and analysis of Jason Tatum? Who's gonna be the wilder analyst when they're holding Pat Pat Bev or Draymond Green? Draymond. Because I don't think Pat, I don't think Pat Bev's going to be an analyst for very long. <laughs> you can't get nobody on the show. <laughs> at least, at least, I feel like Draymond, you can actually have a serious conversation with and actually right. he'd bring, yeah, he brings personality, but I think he would also bring a sense of like understanding on like how to play with certain players. He has this, the, the championship pedigree, all that. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev's a wild card, man. Like, He'll Pat, be fighting half the guests. Pat Bev might need to do some like a. He would he would be good on like an HBO. 
like a HBO I agree. show. I or agree. Something. I agree. Yeah, a little bit more wild raw. takes. Yeah, no, but like even at that, just like gets the guys he wants. Doesn't... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's not getting Chris Paul. <laughs> I don't think he's getting Dame either right now. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, not to get off far topic, yeah. but uh, my prediction, I got season seven. See, I had a feeling you were going with that, and it pissed me off because I have the season seven as well. Thank you. <laughs> I, no, I do. I still believe in the Celtics. I just think that um, the roster is deeper than yeah. the Heat. Uh, yes, I know the Heat have you know key role players. Like All Depot's not he's only playing 15 minutes a game and like, you don't know when he's going to go off. And uh, you have Tyler hero coming off the bench. I get that, but you look at the, the Celtics roster from top to bottom and like, man, the, what's his, what's that guy's name there? Uh, Pritchard. That guy just yeah, goes yeah, off every now yeah. and then. Like, and he's like, they're white. Yeah. He's like, they're like eight, you know, seventh, eighth guy on this, I, on this roster. You're, you're right about the depth aspect. And I know we, examine the heat being in the finals recently like relatively short time mm-hmm. but i think this should be the year the celtics are due because they've been here seven years almost in a row yeah uh so, one thing though that i'm a bit worried about though for the seas yeah I, that's just bam yeah oh yeah like that's gonna bam, be a tough matchup yeah because like, whoever just, has to deal with him yeah because no offense to Williams, but i just think that like if bam wants to take over a game yeah, he's that, capable. That's that's the matchup nightmare. He's capable. Yeah. Watch for Marcus Smart to come back and at, at apply a little bit more pressure, and hopefully the C's get a break and uh, Kyle Lowry doesn't come back just yet. Yeah, kudos to PJ Tucker eh, for still doing what he does. Yeah. Does I mean, yeah, he gets just five points or six three, points. Three and D player, man. But man, tough three player. D, three and yeah. D. Yeah, tough player. Tough player to play against. Good for him for yeah. doing this run. Uh, but fuck him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I respect. Think, <laughs> I think when this is all said and done, though, Tatum's, Tatum's putting his name to the top 10 best players in the NBA. That's a fair. That, I think that could be. I think you can make that argument going into next round if, if the C's do even, fall through in our call. I think even just at the end of this playoffs, when you look back going into next season, you have to put Tatum... I think he always flirted around maybe that third, maybe 12 to 15 range or whatever, but maybe, maybe even earlier, depending on like what your rankings were, but I think he's comfortably now in the, in the top 10. We're, we're going to come back to that and we're going to have our breakdown top 10 players, not today, but we'll come back to that and have that discussion for sure. Yeah. I just think there's also like a lot of guys that just fell. As true, well. true, true, true. Age, true. you know, whatever. Like I look, look, last year you asked me this. I'm like, Oh, Chris Paul looks like, he would be resurgent. No, he looked like you. I wouldn't say he was a top ten, but he was definitely closer. And then now it's like he's out. Harden, yeah. he's out. Like, yeah. uh, all right, Western Conference Finals. Okay, I well, congrats to both teams. That upset was crazy in itself. What to watch the, the hell happened to the Suns? Let's just <laughs> talk about that first. <laughs> well, they got Chris Paul kicked out a couple of games. First of all, that's that's very very huge. And, you know, the curse of, I guess, little Wayne <laughs> pissed off Luca. <laughs> Yo, Mark Cuban coming yeah, out of him yeah, hard. Good yeah, job. Yeah. Good job, Marky. That was a great, that was a great way to flip his line on him. <laughs> yeah. 
so like i was watching this like um like i don't know if you're familiar with this but there, there's this i can't remember what it's called but there's this show on like i think it was like tlc or something like that where like they go and like find ghosts and stuff like that oh um I'm, I'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it hold on it ghost hunts no it's ghost hunters that would be the layup i think uh anyway doesn't matter the point is the crew of people that go and like find it there yeah they should be going to like the sun stadium or sorry arena i should say and go looking for devin booker because that guy was a ghost out there it was ghost hunters it was Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, get the crew of Ghost Hunters and get out to uh, Phoenix because Devin Booker was nowhere to be seen. Like, <laughs> like, I think he might be buzzing around somewhere because 11 points in an elimination game is not acceptable for your best player. That's James Harden numbers, literally. And I think this has been the knock on Devin Booker, his career, is unfortunately there are games where he just doesn't show up. Like, it's not like a, and it, it's never been like, okay, he's not scoring. So he like does something else. Like, no, no, he's just nowhere to be found. Yeah. I, I concur with you on that. That's going to be that. And, and I'll say this. I think Luca hates him. <laughs> just as soon as he took the ball away from him. That was it. That was it. It, it was a wrap. Like, I don't respect you anymore. Now, now deal with this. Yeah. That, yeah. So let's, let's figure out about the suns. Their, their old news. Sun comes out, comes out tomorrow. <laughs> the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mavericks. I mean, Luka Doncic is probably in a, a savage <laughs> class of his own when it comes to players under 23, yeah. I would imagine. I keep forgetting he's that young too. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. 35 points in the elimination game. That's ridiculous. Spencer Dinwiddie's been a great ad, though, for them. Amazing. You know it's really funny that you bring him up? Do you know what Spencer Dinwiddie has a bonus if the Mavs win the NBA title? Do you know how much that bonus is? No clue. One dollar. Not one, <laughs> not one million. One dollar. Yo, if I was him, future bet that on yourself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Take it. Well, good for him. Honestly, good for him. Actually, don't do that, Spencer. We don't want to see you end up like Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't don't take my don't, don't do that. Uh, Brunson too has been fantastic. He's playing for a contract next year. Yep. I do not think he will be back in Dallas next year. I don't think that they let him go. I think he's gonna. Oh, I think Christ he gets. A, I think he gets paid, and I think they pair Maybe. him with Luca, and they keep them together for that backcourt. It's funny how on this podcast, I was basically bashing one player on Dallas and he gets removed and all of a sudden they're in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, unicorns when, aren't real. When, when the glove fits. Yeah, unicorns aren't real. You absolutely goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, this is a shot podcast today. Uh, that's okay. We came, we came out like Steph Curry from the half court. <laughs> Uh, that's another team we're about to discuss too. Yeah, let's, um, yeah, let's go right there. Let, let's go right there. Golden State. Okay, this can't last forever. I mean, do you think? Do. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah, they just found this guy Jordan Poole. Nobody was really talking about him. All of a sudden, he, this this does not make sense. They are a, farming people. <laughs> he's a third Splash Brother. All of a sudden, he's like the adopted cousin that just like oh, came man. up. From, <laughs> 
this, this, this cannot last. Step, well, number one, Steph, this has to be the series. Steph gets back into form, especially with Luca going off the way he does. Yeah, for sure. Clay Thompson, maybe that was a showing of the old, or maybe that's an eclipse and he reverts back. I really do think Dallas matches up well with the Warriors. But if they get hot, man, it's a long day for that team too. <laughs> no, I think personally, I think the Warriors have this one. I, I'm not going to say it's a, it's, it's never a slam dunk. No, this is no. not going to be a walkthrough in the park. No, absolutely not. I just think that the, the Warriors, the way that they, the way that they play and the way that they can nail the three, I think that changes games. <laughs> and it's even scarier now that even if Steph's not going, somebody else can kick it up uh, a different level and still knock down those threes. I mean, if it's, whether it's clay, whether it's. Um, That's going to be really tough to guard for. Pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's going to be really tough to guard from the Mavs perspective. Cause if the Warriors go small ball and they move efficiently, like they're just going to spread you out and be like, okay, well we have the open man right here in either corner or up top or Draymond in the paint. Andrew Wiggins is not a terrible shooter either. And most importantly, like, and we have to highlight, like they're doing this without Wiseman. I know that's the scary part. And they, they also have that guy Kuminga. Yeah. That, that kid's, that kid's going to be something else too. Iggy still plays quality minutes when he needs to. Yeah. It's just a scary, you know, Draymond's back and form too. It's a scary roster. But, the layers. Yeah. Um, I have the Warriors here. I think they they finish it out in six. I think the experience is gonna gonna go to the Warriors. Uh, I'll take I'll, I'll take them in seven. But I think I, it's good, I can go to seven. I think Dallas can fight with them to go to seven. Personally, no matter what happens here, if the Warriors go through, whether it's Miami or Boston, this is a logistic nightmare for the nba because you're gonna have one team on the far west coast and one team on the far east yeah it yeah that's travel there's probably going to be who gets the home court advantage out of those two celtics and Golden state if that if that's the case uh, i think it would be the celtics i think so too but i'm not 100 percent sure so celtics finished with 51 points nope warriors well, I don't I don't know. Does it go by wins or would it go by I think it goes by wins? Then the Warriors. Jeez. Because the Warriors finished third, but they had 53 wins, while the Bucks finished sorry, Bucks. The Celtics finished second and, and had 51. So well, now that we gave our predictions, catch your fade right now. Eastern and Western Conference Finals MVPs. Do you like that those awards are given out? No, that's like the closest thing to a participation medal we're going to get into the NBA. (laughs) I don't think we need that. I think that the MVP should be crowned of the winning team like we've been doing. I I understand that they're trying to give more recognition to probably build more household names. But I I don't necessarily agree with this. But then again, change is always been something i struggled with <laughs> <laughs> it's a catch only if players can spin this and put it into contracts where if they win this mvp award for finals like can they get a bonus on this like, i, w- I want to see bonuses being paid out if you if you They're definitely that definitely has to not one dollar <laughs> yeah exactly none of that stuff so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say catch on it plus like you said sometimes sometimes you sometimes teams go on a run and you forget about the unsung heroes so mm-hmm. fair enough 
go for it. You picked the Celtics. You picked the Warriors. If you had to pick one guy that would win for both Each? sides, yeah, who would you pick? I'm going to go Tatum on the Celtics. I think that one's fairly evident, especially with yeah. what he did in that um, game seven, especially against the Bucks. Pardon me. And I got to go with Jordan Poole on the Golden State Warriors. I know Clay just, everybody's just returning to form and they're getting their strides back. But if they're, they're not where they are today, it's not the, for the unsung effort of Jordan Poole. I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to take the layup here in Steph Curry yeah. for Golden State. But for Boston, because I took him to go to the final, I'll go Marcus Smart. Nice. He's going to be a problem on both sides of the court, but if he could put up some points and, you know, play that mental game with, with the butlers, with the heroes, yeah. uh, that, that could be a guy that I think the, um, the, the, the voters will definitely rally around. So I'll go with Marcus Smart on this one. Okay. A couple of last notes in the NBA before we switch to the NFL. Russell Westbrook might be sticking around in L.A. That's your fade, Zach. How do you feel about that? That's a fade. I think he's gone. I don't think it's. I don't think that's true. I think that's just a way of trying to drum up some interest and trying to drive up the price. So that well, it's drive up the price. Screen. Yeah, I think it's all talk. So so some teams might bite and go. Well, wait a minute. Like, what would it take to get him out of there? I think he's gone. I don't. I don't think he sticks around at all. Because I said it from day one. I was happy when they got him because I was like, "Oh, this could be something interesting." But I said it from day one that he doesn't fit what they should. He didn't fit what they needed. That's plain and simple. They needed a guy who can shoot. I'm gonna go catch because Frank Vogel's out of there. I don't think Frank Vogel could use Russell Westbrook properly. I think that the offensive schematic layout of what's about to come to you guys, depending on your coaching hiring, is about to change. And I think Russell Westbrook will be in consideration when making that decision to hire them. Give me, give me Jackson as the next coach. Oh, man. He, he deserves good karma because he built that Warriors team. That's why. I, I, think, I think he also has LeBron's respect, which yeah. definitely would help. Anyway. All right, and uh, NBA All-Rookie Team. Yeah, so I'll read the names that were just announced today. Let's see if there's anybody shocking on this list. Da-da-da! Scotty Barnes? Number one. You, you might as well run through it. <laughs> Go for it. Number two, we got Kate Cunningham. Number three, we got Jalen Green. Number four, we got Evan Mobley. And at five, Franz Wagner. Good for Franz on yeah. that one, getting into there. Very underrated numbers for a rookie. Yeah. And a fairly efficient shooter from the field. Good building block. 47, 47%. So, yeah, that's that's the all-rookie team that was just announced. It's a good building block for the Orlando Magic to have him in the, oh, absolutely. And the first overall pick. All right. Uh, let's switch things up here. Get to the NFL. Been pretty quiet, but New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Saints. they uh... – Splash time. They, uh, they're put in the bag. I mean, it's funny because only a week ago I texted you saying they traded five players in retrospect to get Chris Olav, and then they added Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew and made Drew Brees say, I will troll the world now. At your fade, do you think Drew Brees comes back? Fade. I think that it's yeah, a wrap. I think he's I've... just having fun right now knowing what he can do on the internet, and he's had a season of it. Yeah, I think he fades too. I don't think the broadcast booth was for him. I think he might 
come back as an analyst as a panel like analyst instead of an actual broadcast i i got a i got a thought what if they pair drew and tom together it's been a lot of talk that drew may have seen the numbers for tom and what he's going to be getting at the panel and he's like hey wait a minute also nbc has taken a huge hit with uh, the loss of Al Michaels. For sure. You think maybe he kicks around for Amazon? That's a, definitely a possibility as well. I can't, I mean, Amazon's doing the recruiting bag. Obviously, they stole Kay Adams from the NFL network. Then you have Richard Sherman signing over there while he's still looking for a team to be active with. Yeah. They've got um, a nice little roster and squad. They already have Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long on uh, NFL Next. They got something there for sure. And they're getting Thursday night games now, right? Yes. And I think to who has the Monday night games now? I think it's still ESPN. So did you see the big news for, for them? They have the flex from 14 to 18. Oh yeah. So now ESPN will have the choice in weeks 14 to eight. I believe it was yeah 18 now. Yeah. So we 14 to 18, they can uh... choose who they want on prime time. That's going to be crazy. Maybe, maybe the Jags actually get one or I'm sorry. I mean, maybe, <laughs> no, they, uh... maybe Detroit finally breaks the curse. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So let's talk about the Saints editions though. Yes. At first I was shocked, but then thinking about it afterwards, like I was texting you, I had a source, we will say that was very well connected with, Tyron Matthews and he was kind of saying that the Colts were definitely in the running for him however the Saints and the opportunity to play back at home was a lot more enticing for him so once you put the X's and O's together and the fact that the Saints didn't make a move for any safeties in the draft no but they did sign one which drew for concern. Yes. They did sign one. Yeah. And then you follow it up with the fact that Malcolm Jenkins retired after. Yeah. Like shortly after. So they didn't really have to dip out of the market because the original comment from Tyron Matthew was, I don't think they have a use for me. Right. But I think it was pretty evident at the end, like after the draft was over that yeah, that's probably where they're going. Yeah. Jarvis was a different story though. For some reason, I thought maybe he would be going to Green Bay. That's who I actually was was thinking. It it would have been it would have been ideal for Aaron Rodgers. At least you would have gotten somewhat of a replacement for Devontae Adams. I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to put them in the same league, but I'm trying to say that respectfully as well. Yeah. I, just a possession receiver, right? Yeah, like exactly. A guy that you could get the first down with. He's you know he's he's going to be able to you know stretch out and make that big play on third down and when needed and now you have to think about how do because him and michael thomas are how do they complement one another mm-hmm. yeah that that's another interest i think people forget that michael thomas missed all of last year yeah that's and we don't know what he's necessarily going to look like nope jarvis stability I don't know. I don't, I don't know how this offense is going to look. I'm really, really concerned, uh, especially with De- Jameis at the helm still not mm-hmm. to not Jameis, but don't forget 6,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's a real stat. Blazic though. 
<laughs> he had LASIK then too. <laughs> he, and he had an offensive minded coordinator, uh, sorry, uh, head coach at that time too. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to expect from this offense. I feel like the Saints live by fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they've always danced around. They don't, they don't draft and they don't approach free agency to necessarily win it. But they do go enough to be like, we'll be enough to be competitive because we know that people have fun when your team's at least winning some games. Yeah, so the way I look at it too is once he signed there, I both I realized very quickly that both players are LSU players. So there's yeah. a lot of familiarity just around the area, the building, the, a lot of parallels. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be comfortable for sure. For sure. And the other thing that stuck out to me though was Jarvis was a – this is a bit of a prove it deal. This wasn't a, uh, this wasn't something that he's going to be locked into for, for years to come. So I wonder if this is kind of like a, Hey, like either, you know, New Orleans does well and I get a nice contract next year, or is it one of those like, well, if the saints are out of it, maybe I get moved to a contending team. I really do think that, because we've seen them get busy. They'll make something happen. Maybe, I don't know what they finesse and how they go forward. I know that they're going to be built through their defense and that's going to be their identity. Yeah. That's, that's basically how they're about to rock and run because I don't see how this offense thrives. I don't know what their offensive game plan is. Yes, they have plenty of attractive tools. So maybe they make a play for an older aging quarterback that might want out and bring it, bring him over. And I think that's the same boat that Philly fits into as well with Jalen hurts. But if Jalen hurts doesn't prove it, at least you get a, you can probably get one of those young guys yeah. or you can get an older quarterback with appealing weapons at, at, a, at, in, a, in their offense. Pardon me. Yeah, for sure. It was two very interesting moves on the same side and hopefully it pans out for them. I just, don't think it's going to, but who knows? Say that I, I will say that's a besides Tom, like that's a winnable, like you could you can win that division. Yeah, everything is up for grabs. Uh like I we said say this, you win the division, but you could finish second and get into the wild card. With, with, with and once again, we didn't say this last time, and I know this up that episode hasn't been released yet, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But you know, like the Falcons, they're doing the things that they have to do properly. I think that the they're, Panthers they're, they're, are, the, yeah. are just in a weird spot too, right? They, so. they have no identity. They have no belief in their quarterback. They have nothing, man. Nothing. No. It's and you can, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you could clearly see that the NFC is, is a lot weaker than the AFC in terms of like just for talent sure. for teams. For so sure. yeah, I mean, the Saints might get lucky here and might sneak in as a wildcard team. It'll be interesting to watch that that team. I can't. Uh, I just. I. I. That division is so weird. But like, because at least Tampa has Tom that will run the offense. I know Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach. They'll play through their defense a lot too. You go. But even that team, you can say, has taken a step back because, For like, sure. yeah, Gronk hasn't back. even officially said he's coming back. Still, no, and they lost a lot of good key players to like either retirement yeah, or absolutely. free agency absolutely on the defensive side of the ball all right let's move off them though let's let's go into the record-breaking contract that was given to 
Jair Alexander. Big money. Uh, so, four years. Yes. I'm pulling the numbers right now. Sorry about that. I have well, it right. Well, I'll I'll make it even better for you. With him signing this contract, the Green Bay Packers actually saved a little over six million dollars of cap space in 2022. So that's a convenient thing, and I'm sure our Green Bay affiliate uh, Sean jumped for joy because on draft night he was like, "There's no way they sign him, and he's gone. We don't sign corners. It's over." So basically, with this money breakdown, it actually lowered his cap hit. So his cap hit was at 13.3, and now it's it's just under 7.1. So he got his bag, an extension. They saved some money. Everybody wins in a happily ever after, except for if your name is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. But $30 million in signing bonuses. So good, good for him. Ching, ching. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go to another corner who signed a nice contract today, actually. A little light bag there. Bradbury. He's an eagle. Let's go. I, I got so hyped when I saw that. I said, thank you, Howie Roseman. And then I texted you what I thought should happen next. And <laughs> your reaction was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for listeners, Chase is, has decided that Landon Collins needs to join it has the Eagles to be him. ASAP. It's, it's, it's the next biggest or most attractive safety on the market, I think, that's left. To... No, no, no. He just wants all the smoke with the NFC teams in the East. <laughs> I mean, we might as well take all of their old teams, right? So, <laughs> so like, who are you guys getting from the from the Cowboys? <laughs> you don't want anybody on their secondary. Anybody on that secondary? <laughs> Trayvon's nice and all, but there's a reason he gave up a thousand yards in the season. So. Uh, Trayvon's got a contract that's coming up that's I think is going to cost Dallas quite a bit of money. What if Trayvon says I'm done with Mike McCarthy? <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> Actually, I was looking at it. There's like, there's a couple of big safeties that need that need to get paid. Yeah, AJ Terrell. Yeah. Um, Jesse Bates said he's refusing to play on the franchise tag. That's huge news for the Bengals, and that might make me change my pick for that division, de- yeah. depending on that, because like he is a staple on that yeah. on that defense. Um, but yeah, good for Bradbury. I mean, I think he's a matchup nightmare. I know the Colts were interested in him as well. Um, I told you though, and I, I texted you this, which ended up being true, uh, that he definitely did get uh, higher contract offers, but it, he decided to take a lower hit, a lower cap hit to go to a team that he's a little bit more comfortable with. And I said it was going to be between the eight to 10 range and Nailed he it. hit, he hit 10 on that one, but it's good be, for him. I, I'm glad that there's going to be finally two corners that can stand on their own. No knock to Avante Maddox, but on the outside between him and Slay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, ex- I'm actually ecstatic to see the Eagle secondary going into next year, pending that last safety spot. Definitely. And I cannot wait to see them against Washington and Carson Wentz. That should be fun. The Kobe Dean's going to have a field day. <laughs> <laughs> So old Jordan did. Oh man, that D line. All right, don't get me started here. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, let's wrap this podcast up in, with some fun here. Pick two wide receivers to add to your team for one year. Two wide receivers to add. So two teams. Ooh. I'm going to give you the names Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Jamarcus Chase. Jamar. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. I <laughs> don't, don't, don't you dare put him you in Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, that's exactly what the, Thank you. Uh, Jamar Chase, put DK Metcalf. <laughs> DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs. Ooh, sheesh. Tyree Kill or AJ Brown. Okay. You, you got two. So, well, we already have AJ Brown. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, to, to do it like that, I might have. Okay. I think I'm going Tyree Kill. And now, okay, wait. Let's. I just want to stress this. This okay. is just for one year, right? Okay, so this, that's fine. The, no, no. So, like, don't think like, oh, I need to get a younger guy because I'm going to no, go. No. The, no, this is one year. So, yes, this is. Yeah, go for it. I'm going. I'm going Tyreek Hill, and I'm going Justin Jefferson. That's no knock to Cooper Cup because he was really, really close up there. As I thought about it, and we got one healthy year, Debo. So I don't really risk it, and it's not anything against anybody else. I just think that those two on a team are a matchup nightmare for anyone, whether from speed or from catching the ball, just in playing and making plays. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I'm gonna go with. This is tough, but I I gotta go. I gotta go with Cup. Yeah, yeah. But my number two is really tough. I'll go Cup and Chase. Yeah. Fuck. I, Fuck, man! Like it's such a tough. That's such uh, a it's, tough. It's so tough. It's so tough when I saw this. And, and like when I see that, I'm like. Am I like stupid for leaving Jamar Chase on the board after the season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, it, yeah, but like your thought process is right though. Like you get the speed burner who's done it, you know, multiple times. And then like Justin Jefferson puts up those numbers with, you know, Kirk as his quarterback. Kirk cousin. <laughs> uh, I, I, and like the guy I debated though for, because I think he's uh, highly underrated is, is, well, I shouldn't say highly underrated, but DK Metcalf, I, yeah. I think has got to be I, up there. I, Different, different, just, just below that bar, but you can easily throw him in there too. Like, for me, though, like, if I had to pick, uh, he's definitely last on my list is, is Diggs on this one. I'm probably actually going with Debo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah, just like that's a see, like, I if you said that, I'm like, I, I understand, it. like, I get it one I, year, but I gotta go Diggs on this one. I think AJ, I've watched AJ Brown take over games he's sneaky silent like he's the guy that like you're like oh uh, we've got him in check he's you know he's like two receptions or like i don't know four receptions for like 35 yards right and you're like oh going to the fourth quarter and you're like ah we got this and the next thing you know he catches two and he's at like 101 two crosses in the middle of the field yeah (laughs) you're like what the hell happened here but that's just that that's aj brown like just as you think you got him it's like nope so by the way i really tried to stay away from my bias there so and that's and that's fine but like, my other thing too is like you also i guess you'd have to consider like who your quarterback is too right correct in this but yeah i like i take up just because like i think the triple crowd speaks yeah it's freaking ridiculous and then I, I gotta go chase on this one uh anything else you want to add i think that's about it just go celtics <laughs> I think that's about it. Just go Celtics, man. That's all I got. All right. Cool. Well, I think this wraps up another episode of the Two Point Culture. We out. Deuces.